You are listening to the Lucha Central Podcast Network. And now, Lucha Central Weekly. Welcome to another edition of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. This is the podcast that lets you know all the latest happening in the world of Lucha Libre. We cover news and events from the week that was talking Mexico-based promotions and top independents along with Luchador-related news from throughout the United States. The Lucha Central Weekly Podcast is part of the Lucha Central Podcast Network on LuchaCentral.com. This podcast and others from the network are also available on all major podcast streaming platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Speaker, PodBay, iHeartRadio, and more. And, of course, our streaming partners at TheChairShot.com. My name is Miranda Morales, and I'm one of the co-hosts of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. And let me bring in the rest of the team. Introducing first, he is the dashing one, Mr. Dusty Murphy. Dusty, how are you? I am doing fantastic. How are you doing, Miranda? I'm doing great. And we got to bring in the third member of our team, and that's who? 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 It's the one and only Brendan Barr. That's who. Hey, hey. Hello, gentlemen. Yeah. Very nice to to be with you all this week. Nice to be with all of our listeners this week. It is a monumental episode. We have reached 100. Wow. Wow. Flew by. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, it really did. We old. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> we are old in the podcasting world at this point. When you hit 100 episodes, you old. I think uh, it's just us and uh, the the Spanish podcasts that are even close on this. Yeah. On, on yes. The, on the network, yeah. Yes, uh, the Lucha Central Weekly podcast in Espanol, I know, hit their 100th episode uh, a few weeks ago. I think they're now in, like, episode 104-ish, uh, 103. Yeah, yeah. We so. would have hit it a few weeks ago, but we were playing games. <laughs> well, and we, and we were by a little different schedule as well, so yeah. Uh, and, and I think the launches ended up being, uh, you know, slightly different timelines. But I mean, yeah, the fact yeah. that between both Lucha Central Weekly podcasts in Espanol and in English, uh, hitting this milestone is, uh, I mean, it's awesome for any podcast to do 100 episodes. Uh, you know, it takes time, you know, energy planning and uh it's just a, a very cool uh, moment to reach it's true it really is yeah very exciting 
Um, so we all got you covered. Of course, we have some news of the week and much more to talk about on this week's episode. But we're also shaking it up. We're going to be talking a little bit about our favorite moments of the first hundred episodes, things that stick out in our minds. And then we have a very special interview with Mass Republic founder and CEO Ruben Zamora later on. Uh, for those of you who may not know, Mass Republic is having, you know, kind of this larger umbrella of uh, the Lucha Central. The overlords. Uh, yeah, the overlords <laughs> yeah. of uh, LuchaCentral.com and the Lucha Central Podcast Network. All things stem from Mass Republic. Uh, they're the alpha and the omega. So, of course, being able to talk with Ruben uh, about Mass Republic and uh, even the beginnings of Lucha Central, as well as uh -huh. hyping up Expo Lucha happening. That's next week, you guys. Next week, Expo <sighs> Lucha. I'm not After packed. Uh, I am not packed. I am not ready. Uh, I don't. I don't even know how to mentally prepare for Expo Lucha. But literally, something you know, two years in the making uh, with the with the pandemic, uh, the stop and goes. But Expo Lucha is finally happening. July. I'm sorry, July, June eleventh uh, and twelfth. Uh, 2300 Arena in Philadelphia. Ruben gives us some really great information about that. And of course, it would not be an interview with Ruben without some stories, uh, of, you know, his favorite luchador interactions, some non-favorite luchador reactions. <laughs> <laughs> And and so much more. So we are so excited to be able to share that interview with you uh, and hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Uh, you know, this is just the beginning of 100. Uh, and who knows, we'll shoot probably for 100 more. But we got to start off. It's tradition. We're going to start off this week's episode with news of the week with Brendan. Uh, well, we're kind of making it sort of an Andrade-themed News of the Week and looking at the, the format here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I'm just going to start off with uh, Andrade tied the knot recently. Uh, by the time you're hearing this, it'll be about two weeks ago. But uh, the uh, the pictures are all over the, uh, the, the social medias. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, he, he's marrying some – some woman with the last name of Flair, like Charlotte, I think is, you know, I mean, nobody anybody's ever heard of, right? No, it's Russell. She, it's, it does it's not sound Goldie. like championship material. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's the queen. She's, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm arguably one of the most uh, notable figures wrestling at this time. So I'm, you know, and. Yeah, congratulations on a personal level because they've they've had a, a sickeningly saccharine relationship over social media. It's been both wonderful and disgusting to watch. So <laughs> I know, I know uh, pictures, of course, were posted on social media as well as hitting the mainstream news of People.com. They cover all of the big celebrity weddings. So, so uh, there you go. That's how you yeah. know it's a big deal. Yes. <laughs> So I, I, that's how you know when you made it, when people.com's 
you know, covers your wedding. Uh, but really yeah. beautiful pictures. Uh, very cool to see. Of course, you know, two, you know, wrestling families come together and it wouldn't be a wrestling wedding without, you know, those in attendance. So it's always very <laughs> cool to see some, uh, awesome pictures, uh, of people in attendance. But yeah, it's not, it wasn't a televised wrestling wedding. So nobody got thrown into a cake. Um, <laughs> Chelsea Green did not have, uh, a mental breakdown <laughs> that <laughs> we know to... about. There were no cameras there. <laughs> <laughs> the cameras that were there made it look like everything went to spec and everything was beautiful and gorgeous. So <laughs> I just uh, wrestling weddings on TV are some of my favorite gimmicks. They just always have been fun all the way back to Triple H and Steph. And probably yeah. before that, but that's the one, the earliest one I can think of off the top of my head. Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth. When Macho Man got bit by the cobra, I had oh. nightmares for years. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah. There it I is. just randomly have nightmares about the cobra <laughs> biting me on the arm, like he got Macho Man. <laughs> oh, that cobra. <laughs> Because they got it all mad backstage, and then it wouldn't let go. Oh, gosh. That is a nightmare. They, those things have strong grip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We got way sidetracked. Dusty, you have some news on Andrade and someone else. So. I do. They're, uh, Double or nothing, there was a vignette. Andrade was talking to Jose, and he said that he, you know, was sick of the name AFO. He wanted to do something different with the organization. And Jose said, well, what if we bring in your business partner? And Andrade got pissed, and he said, you know his name. He's one of the best wrestlers in the world. How dare you not call him by his name? You know his name is. And about that time, there was a knock at the door. Jose gets up, and he opens the door, and it's Roosh. He's in there. He comes in. They kind of greet each other, but he won't shake Andrade's hand. He wants fists in, in Gobernable style. So very exciting news there. He had been telling everybody for quite a while he was going to AEW, and everybody was like, okay, Rouge, whatever. And, you know, we didn't think it was going to happen, and then he showed up, and and it happened. Very exciting. And it made all of this nonsense with the Hardy family office actually kind of work in a way because now yeah. he got a business, and it was uh, turns out this whole time it's been funded by Roosh. Who... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Roosh was allegedly the money man at one point behind Revolution, the yeah. the failed promotion. So I love the idea of Roosh being the money man yeah. for Andrade. Like, love the whole thing. Um, the Ingo Bernabe's name is apparently owned by CMLL, so that's oh yeah, yeah. That, if you remember, yeah, if you remember, yeah. they were they were pulling a WCW or WWE, and they had three guys that really had no connection to the original Ingo Bernabe's uh, last year running around as yeah. uh, Nueva Ingo Bernabe's. Uh, so. Uh, I mean, I guess Terrible is the only one that really had any sort of connection because he was with Roosh uh, as Roosh left. Yeah, in like yeah. 2018. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so it, it'll be interesting. I'm excited about it. It's maybe the Very. most exciting thing they've done with Andrade. He's even said in the clip, I'm sick of losing. 
you know, I, I don't like the name Andrade Family Office. And so it kind of hints that he wants more. There's going to be more. They've been lining up a lot of trios matches. We had a trios main event this week on Dynamite. A lot of trio stuff coming up. And so hopefully we'll get to see that play out in the trios title scene. These guys know trios matches. And so it would be especially exciting to see that figure in to everything. Big news. And then also this week, we want to give credit for when they do things right as much as when they do things wrong. But WWE had Ezekiel, Elias's brother, and the Mysterios in a trios match against Kevin Owens and Alpha Academy. And Ezekiel and the Mysterios won. Much to Kevin Owens' chagrin, he cannot get anyone to admit that Ezekiel and Elias are the same person. They're totally the same person. <laughs> he needs you. <laughs> KO, call Brendan. He knows what's up. Yeah. He may be able I, to help you gather evidence. Yeah. <laughs> I got your back, KO. Podcast, he may be able to spread the news around. I personally... Yes, so, we will use our platform. Yes, <laughs> I believe Ezekiel uh, and Elias are different people, so that really is, is causing some conflict in this podcast household. But that's neither here nor there. Elias has a beard. That's how you can tell them apart. Yeah, they, there's literally a picture of them separate. Yeah, picture. I don't know what other evidence you need. Photoshop is a thing, you guys. <laughs> but it's a very high-profile match. Kevin Owens is, you know, inarguably getting one of the biggest pushes outside of the Cody Rhodes thing and the Roman Reigns thing. So a great spot for the Mysterios to be in. Finally got their win back over Alpha Academy. Good things going on. Want to really compliment. Great match. Surprisingly fun. It was also the main event on Raw, which the Mysterios win in the main event on Raw in a trios match just doesn't right? seem possible mm-hmm. right now. But that's the coolest thing I've said about WWE in probably six months. I would and, not have picked that as a 2022 headline. Period. Yeah. yeah. That's true. That is hard to believe. That feels, <laughs> that feels like fake news. <laughs> And, and it was a surprisingly fun match, too. I, I recommend everybody check it out. It, they really did a great job this week and deserve the credit for that one. Well, and we do have, of course, you know, a very busy week of in, in wrestling. We have all of the results of shows like AEW, WWE, NXT on LuchaCentral.com. So, If you missed out on any of those shows, make sure you check out LuchaCentral.com for results on all of those. We'll be going back to our usual format next week, but hey... You know, we still have some of those big stories that we have to cover, uh, which are brought to you, of course, by the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast trio of ourselves. Well, this, this is the, the real trio that people need to keep their eye out for. <laughs> we already have a trios championship. Is that what you're saying? I, well, I mean, I think we should continue <laughs> to fight for one. You know, yeah. we, we need to be in Lucha Central trios champions. Yes. Pretty much. So far, there's no challengers, so that makes us the champions. We'll be champions for Vida. You've just invited Papo Esco to create a trio, so I don't don't, don't think I like this. We got that Bruno (laughs) rain. No Rudo can unsee this. (laughs) 
Well, we are now going to kick it off to Denise Alcedo, who brings us this week's Alucha Central Central. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hey everyone, it's Denise Salcedo here in Lucha Central Central with a reminder of where and when to catch all of the great network content this week. Get the full lineup and listen to all of our shows in the podcast network section of LuchaCentral.com. On Tuesdays, Mass, Max, and Mayhem takes you inside the world of Lucha Underground as they take you weekly through the series with the benefit of hindsight and the benefit of special guests from the groundbreaking series. Check out the premiere video stream every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Lucha Central YouTube channel and at LuchaCentral.com. Then listen to it on your favorite podcast platform every Wednesday. Tuesday nights live, it's WrestleBoss, where Fabi Chulo talks MMA and pro wrestling with special guests and listener call-ins. Visit WrestleBossLive.com Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific to listen live or call in with questions or download the show on podcast platforms on Wednesdays. Wednesday nights live on Facebook, it's Spanish show La Mesa de los Margaros, giving you both the news and the cheesemate from around the lucha world. Special guests and a whole lot of fun make it one of the most talked about shows in Mexico. Thursdays, it's straight out of the bodega with Papo Esco and PWR promoter Gabriel Ramirez as they have guests from throughout the wrestling world pull up to give an inside look into their careers. From indie standouts to television superstars, each week brings a new name and perspective. On Friday, it's your double dose of Lucha Central weekly podcast. One in English y el otro en español. Lucha Central Weekly is where you'll find all the top stories of the week, both inside and out of the ring from Mexico and anywhere luchadores are in action across the globe. Be sure to subscribe and follow all your favorite Lucha Central Network series on your favorite podcast platforms, either by their own series name or subscribe to the Lucha Central Podcast Network show pages to get all of the shows in one easy feed. And please consider giving a rating to help more fans find the shows that you love. For now, this is Denise Salcedo signing off from Lucha Central Central. Have a great week. Lucha-Masks.com by Pro Wrestling Revolution. Bringing you, in partnership with Mask Republic, the Lucha Brothers, as well as Japanese legend Ultimo Dragon. Go to lucha-masks.com and fight Lucha Strong with masks from your favorite Lucha Legends and Pro Wrestling Revolution Luchadores. Stay safe in style and represent your favorite Luchador. Get yours now at lucha-masks.com, powered by Pro Wrestling Revolution. And of course, a very big thank you to Denise Alcedo bringing you this week's Lucha Central Central, letting you know what's happening throughout the Lucha Central Podcast Network. And as much as we've all been on 100 episodes, so has the voice of Denise Alcedo. So always a big thank you to her and lending yeah. her talents to Lucha Central, a voice that you hear a lot throughout, of course, the Lucha Central podcast in English and in Espanol. So it would not be 100 episodes if it wasn't uh, acknowledging her presence uh, on really uh, the, the podcast network. Yeah, oh, and she is just uh, to 
throw it out there because we support the indie so much. He's been at a lot of the indie events we've mm-hmm. been at. So, yes. you know, if you are on the West Coast in particular, although I know she's been on the East Coast a bit lately, uh, you might run into her. Just listen for her for a very familiar voice. Yeah, so I know she was in Vegas covering AEW weekend, uh, as a lot of outlets were this weekend. So, uh, you know, now, uh, man, it's, it's a very busy summer, which is a very not ordinary of summertime. It's usually a lull, uh, but it's seemingly very busy, both in the bigger promotions. Um, of course, we have for, for Forbidden Door coming up in a few weeks, Hell in a Cell, uh, coming up this weekend, uh, Money in the Bank coming up next next week or next month um and uh on top of that you know of course all of the weekly episodes of shows um you know so much happening in just the next few months that makes summer man not not necessarily a lull like it has been traditionally for wrestling no but i will point out that all all three of the expo luchas have always been over the summer we're gonna have so always been at least two big events if you count SummerSlam. Good points, yes. Uh, and we are going to be talking more about Expo Lucha a little bit later on in the episode. As we mentioned, we have an exclusive interview with Mass Republic CEO and founder Ruben Zamora, uh, giving us all the details about what to expect at Expo Lucha next week. But before we get to that, we kind of just want to take a moment to live in and celebrate 100 episodes of the Lucha Central Weekly podcast in English. And guys, I want to kind of just get your thoughts on landing and, and getting to 100 episodes. Uh, Dusty, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick on you and kind of call on you first and kind of, you know, share, you know, what's it feel like to be at 100 and, and do you have any big moments that stand out for you, uh, of the past 100 episodes? Well, a hundred episodes flew by for me. It doesn't feel like we've been doing this for basically two years. Yeah. It started during the pandemic and it was kind of a fun thing to do. And then it really kind of grew and evolved into what it is now. I, I really enjoy that. I, I enjoy the new format of the podcast the most, mm-hmm. but my favorite moment, and, and I think everybody knows what I'm going to pick was when Vampiro told me that he'd never worked for AAA. (laughs) (laughs) By far my favorite moment. It's it's one of those moments that if you know, you know, and if you don't, it just sounds like, oh, wait, what? Like, what's the big deal about it? But to, you know, hand on the Bible, you can literally listen to it uh, on a previous episode uh when Vampira was promoting um his his uh, documentary about he just said he, he never worked for AAA. Yeah, I asked him. I was like, what was the difference between working in AAA like in the 90s as a wrestler and working for them now as, you know, like backstage talent and talent coordination? And he looked me right in the eye and said, I never wrestled for AAA, brother. <laughs> I've got the videos, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Uh, and, and like when he debuted, the Rudos stabbed him in the ring and drug him out to the cemetery. But under the full moon, some little kids found him and pulled the knife out of his heart. He came back to life and whooped all their asses before the end of the show. Like, come on. How could you forget that? I remember. <laughs> I wasn't even there, and I remember. <laughs> wow. 
I, yeah, I just, that's, <laughs> that storyline just, I, I mean, you told us that before, but I'd forgotten just how absurd that storyline <laughs> was. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it really stands out. <laughs> Serious, it's probably on YouTube. You should look it up. But if you have oh. old videos like Vampiro debut in AAA from the 90s, that was like the, his first night in AAA and his first big show it was um it was amazing but it was also like uh insepid in that hulkamania <laughs> you know uh yeah that that's, type of wcw 1994 way yeah that's some dungeon of doom stuff right yes there. exactly yeah. that's what i was looking for <laughs> <laughs> i i i got you on this that's that's kind of my era right there it was terrible i was probably the only one watching <laughs> It's, maybe it was so ridiculous that's why he decided to not acknowledge it. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that might be, be that it. was some other dude with dreads. <laughs> <That was> some, <laughs> yes. They just they just took a guy off the street with dreads and said you're a vampiro now. <laughs> you're the vampiro now, dog. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh but for those of you who didn't listen to it, it's actually a really good interview uh even with that madness in there. He it's very informative. He's it's very emotional too like it's um, yeah it it was uh back uh we want to say september of 2020 uh so gosh man you know two years ago now um with uh michael pizet and uh vampire himself talking about uh his documentary i think it's the death and life of um Yeah, Nail in the Coffin. So, uh, and we, of course, talk about the documentary itself. Um, Even Michael, uh, the director, talking about, you know, his interest in Lucha Libre and how he got wrapped up in this whole mess of that is pro wrestling. Um, And, you know, of course, talking with uh, Vampiro himself about uh, the movie, but um, and there's very specific scenes in the movie that we talked to him about, uh, especially one uh, with uh, Jeff Jarrett and Triple Mania and, you know, that whole drama behind the scenes. So uh, that was captured. So, uh, yes. Feel free to check out that interview um, on the Lucha Central Podcast Network or uh, also the YouTube page has the entire archive of uh, the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast um, shows, episodes. So uh, check that out um, on the website, September 2020. Brendan, uh, what were, you know, your thoughts on uh, 100 episodes and do you have any memorable moments that you can think of? Well, I mean, it's not the same because uh, people can't really can't really go back and do this. But there is the Phantom episode. I was alluding to it earlier. We did an episode of this, which was to prove to uh, uh, the grilled cheese overlord that uh, <laughs> <laughs> that we we could do it. That we'd have the chemistry. He had a very specific uh, things he wanted to he wanted to do. One of the big ones is he wanted the show to be entertaining but he wanted us to have good chemistry and and knowledge he didn't want big names so like the the people who don't know the story the reason i get introduced as who is because i didn't even get a who out of conan when they were uh mocking uh kevin's casting on uh, the (laughs) or the mass republic minute but uh so 
Yeah, go oh, ahead. I thought I was Buddy Murphy, like from WWE yeah. Buddy Matthews now, and he still made fun of me. So I think he started <laughs> to ask if I was related to Art Bar, but uh, uh <laughs> it's always well, I'm not, not related to <laughs> But uh yeah, it, so so did that episode I you know, I had like four pages of notes. I had I I was like walking around at work rehearsing the commercial read that we we do now just all of these things to do that right because i was so like laser focused on this has to be perfect so that we can do uh, i did say 100 episodes of this because that was my my goal there so that's part of why it's in my head is we're here at, at episode 100 um so that was my my big one but i mean goodness like we also had a fantastic moment with me and Sam Madonna's bonding over beating up Psycho Clown. So, like, that is true. You both hate Psycho Clown almost equally. Yes. Some days I don't know who hates Psycho Clown more. You or Sam Madonna's? It's me. <laughs> I don't know. We have to ask Sam Madonna's about this. Alex I have a feeling we just need to just get the, the facts straight. Like, like clown more. Brendan Barr or, you know, current, uh, you know, trios champion, AAA trios champion, uh, and longtime nemesis of Psycho Clown, Sam Adonis. And I will once again point out, like, because that came up, I absolutely marked out when Dr. Wagner came out to, to, mess with psycho clown because that is to me the the man that uh has even the bigger burlier feud so i uh we've talked about this on the indian roundup i'm keeping my eye on this i want to see that i want to see a rematch of those two hair versus mask yep yes i feel like they're gonna work towards that something something has to give <laughs> it does and I'm there for it. I will go to Mexico for that. <laughs> uh, for me, I mean, yeah, I, I have to say I've, I'm surprised but elated that we hit 100 episodes. Uh, Brendan, you make such a good point about, you know, the Phantom, the negative one episode, <laughs> which was the pilot that we recorded that I don't think was ever technically released. I think nope. we jumped into uh, our episode two, which was everyone's episode one, which also ended up impacting the count. You know, we're not the, the greatest with numbers here. Uh, <laughs> so I absolutely agree about how, uh, you know, three random people from three different parts of the country coming together to do a, a, a podcast about Lucha Libre on paper did not make sense and, and probably shouldn't have worked. Uh, but here we are. We are here still after really, you know, two years. We've actually hit a little past the two year mark. Um, and I see reminders on Facebook and social media about those early episodes. And, uh, just to know that we've been able to do this and to, uh, really share so much with fans about Lucha Libre. And I know, especially you, Brendan, with, uh, just some people in your day to day life listening to the podcast and learning about Lucha Libre, um, and oh, the people yeah. that we've been able to connect with, um, you know, all over, both in the United States and in Mexico. It's a crazy, 
thing to think about. Uh, but this podcast has been able to do that. And I mean, really, my this is cheating because this is not just one memory. It's collective memories. But all the interviews we've really done. I mean, what one thing I'm really proud of is the variety of interviews that we've had um, with, you know, promoters like Matt Farmer uh, to uh, content specialists and, and videographers like Martin Carrillo. And of course, the, the variety of, of luchadors. Um, from Mr. Iguana, which I want to say that one was really, I think, the first like super special one. Um, I just remember, you know, we were the very first English uh, interview for Mr. Iguana and uh, seeing his career um, over the years grow and develop in the United States uh, to Zenchi from MLW and, of course, Sam Adonis, Gino Medina, Viva Van, um, and, uh, of course my Puerto Rican delegation too. We have a very good Puerto Rican, <laughs> yeah. uh, percentage rate of, of interviews here. Um, I mean, I, I just remember when we got the opportunity to, uh, interview Lindsay, um, that was something like in some ways, like we had no right to do, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like it just felt like, so, oh I, my God, yeah. uh, out of nowhere for sure. And, you know, he was still signed with WWE and for, you know, the little podcast that could to be able to get an interview with him, like, man, like how it was so awesome to be able to talk to him and more about uh, especially um, the way that he develops his masks and his gear. Um, you know, his his time prior to WWE being part of the Cruiserweight Classic. Um, and even now, I mean, we've talked about it and we were people who were pretty headstrong about Lindsay going out on his own outside of WWE. I specifically remember us having conversations about really the level of optimism and and a surety that we knew if Lindsay were ever to leave, he would be able to have a very successful career, if not a bit more successful outside of the WWE because he would be, you know, off the cuff and we could see more of his personality and see him work in the ring. And I feel like that's come to fruition, um, yeah. you know, over time that now Lindsay has been incredibly successful on the independent scene. He's been able to work a whole variety of promotions, have amazing matches and that's just continuing now. So I think too, it's also, We've been able to really see people progress in their careers um, and also, you know, see some of our predictions come true. It's true. Uh, you, you threw out a lot of great names there, but uh, we our commitment with the Indies was strong. We started early mm-hmm. on with it with Joey Chaos and uh, and uh, Gabe from yeah. Pro Wrestling yeah. Revolution. Yep. Um, those are, those are interviews that stand out to me because, uh, we got to really kind of dial in what happens in this business and give people a perspective they might not get. Like, I, you know, we weren't, we weren't asking questions about, about what it's like to be a wrestler. We're like asking mm-hmm. questions about what it's like to, to run a school and how yeah. to, how to, how to start in wrestling and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a really yeah. good point. That's why I've loved the variety of people that we've been able to talk to. And, um, you know, again, we are a podcast that not just focuses on the larger promotions, but the independent level. And something that I 
feel very proud of uh, and connected to as someone who uh, goes to independent wrestling events, who works at independent wrestling events. This show has also helped fuel my love for seeing Lucha Libre in the independent scene. Mm -hmm. Um, That was something I have to admit before this uh, podcast, something I really didn't do. Um, I had probably been to a few Lucha Libre shows, but I had never announced at one. I had never really gone to, especially some of these larger promotions like uh, PCW Ultra and Pro Wrestling Revolution, Lucha Libre Mexicana, to see Lucha at that level and see the crowds and see the communities come together. And um, even those experiences on those shows to, you know, meet luchadors that we've interviewed on the podcast or luchadors that we've talked about on the podcast that we have, yeah. um, you know, talked about in historical context, in weekly context. It's crazy. It's, it's, it's insane in some ways to be like, I talked about you last month and here am I meeting you or yeah. <laughs> we just saw your match of the week from 1998 psychosis. And now I'm saying hello to you, you know, whatever it, it is like it's, it's, Wrestling is a crazy world where you are able to, of course, share your love for it, but also bond with people from all walks of life. Um, and I see that I want Matt Farmer was someone who I think yeah. blew me away with his level of knowledge uh, in wrestling history. Um, but someone that uh, hint hint we'll talk about in the upcoming interview with. Um, uh, with Ruben Zamora as well, um, but someone who, you know, even from someone from the Pacific Northwest has a lot of insight and experience with Lucha Libre. So, um, hey, that, hey, hey, I'm here. I'm from the Pacific. Well, I'm just Northwest. saying, I, I'm, I'm just saying the Pacific Northwest is not necessarily known as a hub, you know. We, not, well, yeah, it's true. Even though I will point out once again, we have our own Lucha school up here. So we, I'd say, argue in a lot of ways, we're better connected than, you know, I'm going to throw the Midwest out there. Can't You can refute me if you want, uh, Steve. But. Yeah. <laughs> Aside from Chicago, there really is no Midwest lucha scene. I, I was actually talking about that with a friend of mine recently. He was like, so what's the lucha scene like in Kansas City? And I was like, what, what lucha scene? <laughs> but we have a couple of indies, and they do a great job, but there's really no lucha. And yeah, it's yeah, kind of a wasteland out here for lucha fans. And uh, but we are there is one this weekend in Kansas City, the Tacos and Tequila Festival. Master Public's bringing the show. Super Astro Junior is going to be here. Uh, a bunch of the Golly guys coming from Chicago, as I mentioned. But yeah, the Midwest is just not not well known for its lucha libre outside of Chicago. And that's kind of the beauty of this podcast, too, is being able to share that from these different city perspectives. You know, I'm, I'm literally in the southwest, so I do get a little bit spoiled uh, out here in, in Arizona, uh, able to travel to nearby California, but also seeing uh, how promotions like in, in Vegas and Phoenix, um, in the uh, L.A. area, you know, all have their twist on Lucha Libre and have, you know, whether it's full shows or uh, Lucha matches, 
Um, but again, too, it's been something that because of the show has really helped uh, expand my awareness, expand uh, my my knowledge and overall my interest. And I owe a lot to that, to to the show, to both of you. Um, you both came in as the experts and, and historians. And so that was very intimidating to come into. But uh, the way that you have approached it, both for me and also our audience, um, explaining a lot of those general details, explaining those nuances that now to us seem very normal, but to uh, fans who aren't as familiar with uh, Lucha Libre and its own culture um, is, I think, so riveting because it really highlights what makes Lucha special. So I am very much grateful and indebted to both of you for bringing me under the knowledge tree of Lucha Libre. And after 100 episodes, I think I get it now. Uh, well, I mean, we're still learning. So if you're learning from us, then you don't get it yet because we don't get it. <laughs> well, that's that's well, how I feel. But <laughs> we all learn together. But uh, I, it just makes me so uh, thrilled to be able to uh, really highlight and talk about, you know, the, these past yeah. 100 episodes. Gemini, I want to get your thoughts on, you know, what do you hope for next in, uh, you know, the future for the Lucha Central weekly podcast? Uh, Brendan, I'm going to kind of put the spotlight on you right now. Well, okay. So other than uh, having a live podcast of Psycho Clown being unmasked, uh, <laughs> You're really going for it. You're really getting for Psycho Clown. <laughs> um, I I want to do so. We we had plans to try and do some some pretty exciting things at Expo Lucha this year. Uh, the technology isn't there for us at this point, but I think we're gonna still we. So we're not gonna be live from Expo Lucha, but we'll do something. And that's uh, I want to do I want to do an event. That's my big mm-hmm. thing. I want us to go to to a place and do. Do like an event podcast, you know, be there from start to finish, uh, throw some T-shirts at people and and uh, Miranda can ring announce or hit people with chairs or whatever. Uh, <laughs> whatever I'd like to do, do both. I'd like to hit people with chairs and uh, ring announce and throw out T-shirts. I want to do all of those. Well, you got to let some of us do other things. Come on. <laughs> I'm just I'm just a control freak. I apologize. I really just like to, but okay, okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's you that's can ring announce, Brendan. I'll let that oh, go. Actually, you know that I would like to do that in my future. So one of these one of these times we're hanging out together, I'm gonna pick your brain on that. <laughs> yeah. Dusty, what uh, what are your hopes uh, for the future? What do you hope that we kind of venture to next? Uh, I would actually like us to do not not new or something different, but more of the kind of up and coming guys like mm-hmm. we had with uh, Mr. Iguana doing his first English language interview. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of luchadors that may not necessarily be on the radar of the average American wrestling fan or even the average American lucha fan. But we kind of know a lot of those names. We see mm-hmm. a lot of them. And so I would like to see some of the more kind of up and coming and independent style luchadors kind of get a interview in a place on the show. Uh, you know, if you're one of those luchadors and you're listening to this, you should reach out to us because yes. like we, you know, we, if we'll you do reach it. out to us, we'll, we'll, we'll interview you. Yeah. Yeah. And we absolutely we would will. love to have you on the show. And uh, like, I'm going to put you on the spot, Dusty. 
give me a couple names of people that you would like to do. Uh, Ninja Man. <laughs> Boom. Oh, see? <laughs> That's a good see, one. See what happens when I put Dusty on the spot? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sent it to Oro. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 Uh, he uh he's not necessarily an up and comer, but man. Yeah, uh, I would love a, to have him on the show. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah. There's there's a lot of people I would like to have, but I that's my favorite part of the show, honestly, is the interviews. <laughs> I like the interviews. Like that's the the and fun I, for me. I feel like in looking at, at the numbers and the responses we get that people react well to the interviews. So I, I definitely would love to hear from everybody about who you, now Dusty's throwing this out mm-hmm. there. Like who's yeah. some young and up and comer you want us to talk to? Who's somebody that runs a promotion? Like we've talked to, you know, yeah. Santino brothers and PWR. And I mean, we could probably talk to, uh, to, to, uh, the uh, PCW Ultra. I'm not going to throw out uh, the names of, of that person yet, but uh, you know, there, but there's other, you know, there, maybe there's a promotion on the East Coast. Maybe somebody from Golly, you know, somebody you want to see. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Golly that's would be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would say I'm on to kind of jump on board to Dusty's thoughts too. Just more people in the world of lucha mask makers photographers um and we had uh our our mount rushmore episode uh with with uh jerry um and that was one of the fun funnest episodes because not only where we get to know him as a photographer but his insights as uh you know a wrestling fan and lucha is so much more than just uh, being a wrestler there it's a whole culture behind it um and so artists and and gear makers um and and those who do uh you know things influenced by lucha libre those are people i'm always interested in talking to um because i think that lucha is so artistic and it just always captures people's eyes because of the visual iconography associated mm. with it, you know. Um, so I'm going to cut in for a second here because you just called him Jerry. We're going to have to throw out the whole pitch here. Jerry Villagrana, who has his own po- his own podcast on the Lucha Central Podcast Network, is a very knowledgeable uh, Lucha, Lucha historian for, especially for Lucha in the North. That's how I learned a lot more about the North being the gateway. But, uh, as Miranda has mentioned over and over again here, he's a very accomplished photographer. So like, uh, you know, yeah, very, we've, we interviewed him, uh, we interviewed him once. Uh, he has his own podcast and then we brought him back for the, the Mount Rushmore. Yes. So. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, I, yeah, very much more in-depth explanation of that. Yeah, sorry. I just some sometimes uh, things escape me. The past two years have been a little bit of a blur. Uh, but uh, yeah, that that's what's that's, that's something I definitely would want to highlight in the upcoming you know episodes. So uh, on top of uh, up-and-coming talent and promoters, you know, artists and photographers and those in media um, involving lucha libre. Um, 
that's always fascinating to me and would love to talk more to people involved in it because it's always fascinating to hear about how Lucha Libre influences beyond just wrestling. Well, wow, there we go, guys. Any messages to our listeners uh, for those if this is episode one or episode 100? Anything you'd like to let our listeners know uh, about 100 episodes? Uh, Dusty, I'll bring it back to you. I just want to know how much we appreciate them. That's, you know, I mean, we do this for ourselves. But we also do it for the fans. It's really nice when we hear from people when they reach out and let us know that they've listened to the podcast. Um, I work at a college. A student last week told me he listened to the podcast and he said, you don't look anything like you sound. So <laughs> I get I, I don't I don't get that a lot personally, but I get I'm on the other side of that. I'll hear somebody's voice and then I'll see them and I'll be like, what? <laughs> Yeah, he just happened to come by our office and saw me, and he was like, wow, you don't look anything like you sound. And I thought that was a lot of fun. So I just like to hear from the fans. And so with that in mind, you know, reach out to us on social media. Uh, you know, almost every week we share something about the podcast, kind of hype it up. You know, always write back. You ask us questions, you know, whatever. Tell us what you want to hear on the podcast. We do this not only for ourselves but for you guys, and we would like to have more of that interaction with you guys. So let us know yep. what you like and what you want to hear. Yeah, and again, I'm going to throw the plug out. I believe all of us are going to be at Expo Lucha. Uh, so, you know, and there's plenty of time to talk to people at Expo Lucha. No, that's, that's what it's there for. You'll hear Ruben talk a bit about that. There's So – uh, you know, spend spend two three minutes. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Um, tell me that I'm an idiot for hating Psycho Clown. I don't care. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, and and same as far as the the gratitude to anyone who's listened to one episode, ten episodes, fifty episodes, however many episodes that you've listened to. Thank you so much for taking the time. Um, sometimes I'm still in disbelief when. Uh, anybody says I listen to your podcast or um, mm -hmm. like I had mentioned a few weeks ago, my interaction with Jesus at PCW Ultra, who listens to our podcast um, and being able to meet him and uh, talk with him a, a bit about someone in his own right, uh, going to wrestling shows and taking pictures and covering things in the Southern California area for Lucha Libre. Uh, there's a big network of us. There's a, there's a lot more of us than we think. And it's moments like that when we get to finally tap into that other side um, that makes things really special. So we live in this little kind of microchasm of recording uh, this podcast between the three of us every week. And the moment we hear more about just anyone listening, it makes that feel really special. So uh, immense thank you to everyone who has listened uh, a big shout out, of course, to everyone who helps put this show together. Of course, uh, as Brendan alluded to, the overlords, uh, <laughs> Kevin Kleinrock and Ruben Zamora. Kevin Kleinrock really taking that big leadership role in, in Lucha Central uh, and Mass Republic as well. Ruben with, with Mass Republic and kind of all the arms that lead into Lucha Central. And also Greg DeMarco, our producer. Um, he's the one who oh, yeah. helps put all of this content together and post it up each and every week. Uh, Greg DeMarco, on top of being our producer, 
also runs TheChairShot.com, also is a wrestling promoter in his right, uh, on top of working a nine-to-five job, on top of having a family. And so um, he does this for no other reason other than uh, because he supports our, our podcast. Um, and so I can't thank Greg enough for taking the time each and every week to put this show together to help piece it together, to help post it. Um, also giving us the opportunity to be streamed on the chair shot.com. Yep. Um, just being exposed to a brand. Um, I've been uh, podcasting with the chair shot.com for a few years and there was no Lucha Libre content on the chair shot.com. Uh, very little for us. So to be able to fill in that gap um, on the chair shot, because uh, they do cover, you know, uh, Japanese wrestling, of course, all the major promotions. And on top of that, just general entertainment and pop culture. So to see the value outside of Lucha Central for this podcast to be included on the chair shot is so incredibly awesome. But um, to uh, to Ruben, to Kevin and to Greg, uh, thank you all so much for uh, believing in us and allowing us to do this podcast, the support, the physical work that you all do um, in helping putting this podcast together each and every week, because um, it literally could not happen without them. So uh, you had asked for stuff about from the fans, but since you I'm going to try and piggyback off of you and transition on this too. Uh, everyone who has helped with the Indie Roundup, I, uh, PCW Ultra has invited us to be down there that they, they were the first ones that really came to us about it. Uh, but everyone, uh, every show I've been to when I've told them what I'm there and what I'm doing, they've all been supportive. I've gotten several people to give me results off of Twitter. Uh, I just everybody who supported us in that way, because as Miranda and I particularly like to go on about Dusty, uh, it supports us on this too, but, uh, he hasn't said this much out loud. So, uh, it's, but we, we want to support our indie wrestling. And, and so everybody who's made that part of it possible and more accessible, uh, I really want to give you a big thank you. Like that's, it, you know, it may not sound like it to you because we only get like five minutes every episode, but I work hard to make sure we have that five minutes as, as many episodes as possible. And, uh, I, I love the, to be able to go out and, and see your, your indie show. So keep it up, please. Same. It's just a big all excuse to watch indie shows, which I love to do. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I think, I think that's all she wrote. We just. I wanted to take uh, this chunk of time on this week's episode to kind of break away from tradition and the, and the typical format to just be able to celebrate 100 episodes with all of you. Um, again, thank you to all of the listeners, to all of the supporters, to everyone who we've interviewed, to everyone behind the scenes at Master Public, LuchaCentral.com and TheChairShot.com. Um, I mean, yeah, it's just, I, it's, I don't know if there's much more left to say. Uh, I do, I do think, uh, because I think he's the only one we, one of the only ones we haven't mentioned, we do need to thank, uh, Vinny Masario for being one of our early interviews too. Yes, yes. Vinny! <laughs> oh my god. How else do you know Ultimate Panda is a dick? Yes. <laughs> right? Oh my gosh, that's a, 
That's why I know there's, I mean, there's, there's more to, uh, Brian fame, um, that we interviewed. And so if we, yeah. if there's anyone that we missed, of course, you know, just everyone that we've had the chance to, to interview Gino Medina. Um, that was one. Uh, it's always kind of, Oh, that was fun. fun. Yeah. Uh, when, when yeah. people, uh, are a little shocked to, uh, know how much collectively, and I'm not <laughs> taking any credit for this because it's all you guys know about Lucha Libre. Well, and, and he was blown away by how much we had researched him. That was partly you too, that like, uh, Dusty had yeah. researched him and, uh, I, I had been seeing his stuff for a while. And so he was, that was very special in that respect. Like I came out of that interview with, uh, uh, just like, uh, goosebumps because he mm-hmm. just kept talking about how, how cool it was that we, we paid attention. Yeah. You know, so. That was that's a great one as well. Definitely. All of our previous interviews are available on the Lucha Central Weekly podcast, whether you find that on LuchaCentral.com, streaming platforms like Spotify or iTunes or Google Play. And of course, the YouTube channel has the archive of everything. So you can scroll through any of those platforms to listen to any of our interviews um, and, of course, just previous episodes. The YouTube channel is actually the easiest way to find the interviews. Because yeah. it's it's super easy to navigate there, but they uh, please take your time, click around. <laughs> we we need all the support we can get. You know, we actually missed a major landmark. I just and 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 me shilling for for clicks. We missed a major landmark that we we should probably give credit to too. We reached number one or number two on the charts in Mexico at mm-hmm. one point. Yes. So yeah, that was very cool. We were even ahead of Chris Jericho. Like, <laughs> yeah, who do you ever? So be? cool. Yeah. <laughs> Sound like he had some amazing, you know, interviews and whatnot every week. But, yeah. And not to mention all the time he spent in Mexico. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> Lionheart. Corazon de Leon. Yeah. yeah. But again, I think it's always just that shock of people listening and how far out that uh, people hear yes. this podcast. Um, it's always a shock to me anytime someone just lets me know that they listen to it. So again, thank you so, so much, uh, to everyone who listens, um, in any state, in any country. Thank you. Thank you so much. We are excited to bring you more episodes and more content in the future. We hope to be able to meet some of you at Expo Lucha. Who knows um, if we'll be able to to meet any of our listeners there. But if so, we'll be super excited to do so because Expo Lucha, in some ways, is kind of a nice way to sum up the past 100 episodes to finally be able to, one, all three of us to meet because that's also the fun part about this. <laughs> Brendan and I have met. Uh, a few times, but we have never met Dusty in person. Dusty's yeah. never met us in person. I think Dusty's um, a robot. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> we will. It will be up to us to judge if your voice and, you, and your face match up as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but to finally get the chance to meet all together at Expo Lucha next week will be kind of. It, you know, interesting, strange, exciting. It's a lot of emotions going into it that you do podcasts with someone, uh, with a team for two years and you never, you know, really meet <laughs> in person. Yeah. 
But that will make, uh, you know, Expo Lucha that much more exciting and memorable. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just going to be something that will, will be, uh, just part of the entire experience. So I think it's kind of a, a very cool, uh, way to, you know, to celebrate 100 episodes by finally seeing each other at Expo Lucha next week. Well. That does it for this part of the show. Up next, we have our interview with Mass Republic founder and CEO. I keep changing CEO and founder. I mean, they're very interchangeable, uh, but those are his titles. Uh, also, one of the, the you know, main head honchos, el jefe uh, of Mass Republic of uh, the Expo Lucha event, Ruben Zamora, a really great interview uh, that we had with him regarding pretty much everything to expect at Expo Lucha, the beginnings and makings of Mass Republic, how we were birthed to be. That's kind of a very interesting way when you find out how you became to, to be. Uh, it's, it's always interesting to find that out. And Ruben has some stories. Ruben himself has been very involved in the Lucha Libre yeah. scene now for a few decades. Uh, and he has seen it all, been it there, done that. And it was great to kind of pick his brain uh, about those experiences as well. So, when we come back, uh, we will get into that interview with Ruben Zamora. But before we do that, well, we got to tell you a little bit more about LuchaCentral.com. Brendan, can you let our listeners know what they can find at LuchaCentral.com? <laughs> All right. So uh, let's do this one more time. If you're listening to this and you haven't visited LuchaCentral.com, it's time to do it. LuchaCentral.com is the online home for Lucha Libre, where you can get all of the top news in English and in Spanish. Find the best curated video content and original content not seen anywhere else. Find when Lucha Libre events would be happening in your area. Find photo galleries from top photographers covering Lucha Libre around the world and a place to have and a place to have your voices heard from weekly polls to annual awards seen and read by top executives in all of the major Lucha Libre promotions across the globe. And on top of all of this, it's still free. It's always going to be free. Free, free, free. Can't beat that price. LuchaCentral.com, your centralized place for all things Lucha Libre. Hello and welcome back to the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. I'm Miranda Morales being joined by Dusty Murphy and Brendan Barr. And for this week, we have a super, super special interview uh, from someone who really helped create to, to what Lucha Libre is in uh, U.S. culture. We talk about this guy often. We talk about this company often. And it would not be a hundredth episode celebration without someone who literally, I don't know if we would all be here if it wasn't for him. He's taken some time out of his super busy schedule preparing for live events and, of course, Expo Lucha. Please welcome the founder and CEO of Mass Republic, Ruben Zamora. Ruben, how are you? Doing well. Thank you very much for that introduction. And man, that, that 100 episodes, I want to thank everybody on that end of that Lucha Central podcast for all the great work. And, you know, it's something that we kind of started a while ago, just, just as a crazy idea of how we can kind of 
you know, get some more Lucha news out there in both English and Spanish at the same time, you know, make sure that it's fair coverage for everybody. So you guys are doing an awesome job. Um, 100, 100 episodes. That's awesome. And thanks for having me on. You know, I don't do a whole lot of these. I like, I like, I like Kevin do these. He's the, uh, <laughs> I know, you, you he's the one that to, can talk. <laughs> you tried to pass this off to Kevin. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> I, I tried, but he's got a lot of stuff going on now, and uh, I figured, all right, I'll take one for the team. And I, I like Kevin doing it because he doesn't curse as much, so I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll try to be good. We curse <laughs> on this because we do whatever we want, and so awesome. that's just the way it goes. We, awesome. Uh, we had to even talk about a wrestler who has has that in his name, so you know, just no, <laughs> just no avoiding it there. Yeah. 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 So, There's plenty of those. We'll, we'll get to them eventually. We'll get to those. Yeah. So, Ruben, we talk a lot about Mass Republic. You know, Lucha Central being under the Mass Republic umbrella, um, and kind of, you know, the, the casa that is, uh, Mass Republic and, and a lot mm. of arms and entities underneath it. Can you explain to our listeners and fans who may not be super familiar with Mass Republic a little bit more about how it got started and kind of how it grew to be this juggernaut? Yeah, you know, it, how it grew, I don't know. We're still trying to figure it out, but I can tell you how it started. Um, I was training with Ray Macero Sr. in Tijuana, man, early 2000, and um, a guy walked in who had just moved from Cuernavaca, Mexico to Tijuana, and he kind of came in and introduced himself. I was training, you know, Lucha stuff. Um, I had a shoot job. I was a police officer at the time. And I was doing it just to stay in shape and do something other than just going to 24-hour fitness and running on a treadmill. So I met him through some mutual friends and, you know, Mysterio. And then I just started going down to Tijuana. I lived in San Diego. I'd cross the border three times a week and just go train Lucha with him. And, you know, occasionally, like, Psychosis would walk in. Occasionally, Damon would walk in. Extreme Tiger. And just these random cats that were either from TJ or were, you know, in town for a few days. So I was like, just like ah, tripping out. I was marking out. At the same time, I was just kind of working out, staying in shape. So this guy, Arturo, walks in. He goes, hey, man, I'm new in town. I'm looking for work. You know, I do masks and gear for pro wrestlers. Just want to connect with people. And I, and one of my biggest pet peeves, I've said it before, is wrestlers that go into the ring with gear that's not matching. It's just like mm. irks the hell out of me. And, you know, I don't care how good you are, but if you don't look good from the time you come, you know, through the curtain, I'm already Preach. like, okay. Preach. Yeah, you know, so all, of, yeah. all you indie wrestlers out there, listen to this man. He knows what he's yeah, talking about. It, 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 <laughs> it, it makes a big deal as soon as you come through that curtain, you know, how good you look. Because it's an easy way to, tr- to lose the crowd or get people turned off. You know, you can have killer tights, kick pads, boots. But if you're wearing like an Under Armour T-shirt, I'm like, come on, dude, you know. Uh, it, it, it just irks me. So I said, Hey man, I said, you know, uh, I said, would you like to do gear for guys in the U S he didn't know English. He couldn't cross the border. So we just hooked up. I said, I'll take all the orders. I'll get all the details. And we just started making gear for a lot of people like in Chikara, a lot of people out of Utah, uh, got connected with, gotten connected with psychosis. When Conan did his return to AAA after all these, you know, after all those years, he was gone. And he was still wrestling. We did all the gear for him. When Brian Danielson went to WWE, we did his first set of gear that he wore for like the six, first six months. Um, just kind of got him connected with everybody. And that was the initial start of what we were doing. At the same time, I was already booking 
like Ray Senior, Psychosis, a lot of the guys had a TJ. And remember, back then there was no Twitter, there was no Facebook, there was no Instagram. So it was harder for people to get a hold of talent that lived in Mexico. And these guys just figured, okay, Ruben speaks English. He lives right across the border. We see him all the time. So every time they would go to somewhere in the U.S., people would ask them, hey, man, I, you know, how do we reach you? They would give them my number. So soon I just started getting a bunch of calls from random people all over the U.S. Hey, you know, Psychosis gave me your number or Ray gave me your number, or, you know, Fantastic, whoever it was. And I was just kind of like that bridge of being able to get them the bookings, you know, all the air, all the airfare taken care of, the hotel taken care of. And just being that bridge between Mexico and the U.S. And then I did that for years. And, you know, we were doing doing fine and minding our own business. And then through a trip with Conan up to L.A., I met Kevin Kleinrock. And Kevin Kleinrock is a beast at what he does in the licensing game. The 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 back then it was DVDs. He was working for a company, Big Vision. Um, so he was kind of tired of working the U.S. wrestling market. And he was trying to find that next big thing. And he had done his research and realized, you know, there's an underserved community in the U.S. of Latinos and Lucha Libre. And that's what I want to get into next. And we just happened to meet on a whim that I was with Conan. He was going to L.A. And, you know, I tagged along with him. I had nothing to do. And so I met Kevin there. And then we just started talking about what he wanted to do, what I do. And it seemed like a very, very easy fit. You know, I bring the the talent, uh, the personal relationships with the talent that I've known for years back then. And Kevin brings all the stuff that I know nothing about, which is all the Hollywood stuff, the TV stuff, the production side, the licensing game. So it was a really, really easy fit for us because, you know, I need him. He needs me. You know, what I bring to the table, he needs and what he brings, I need. So it was just a very, very easy fit. And, you know. Uh, we started, we just started working together and he was like, Hey man, you should, you know, kind of make this a real company, call yourself something. Cause every time I'd get paid by real people, it was like Ruben Zamora and he's like, you should call yourself something. So I just said, uh, fuck it, Mass Republic. Cause there was, there was a group called One Republic that I always thought was a cool name. And then of course, Masks. And uh, the first name actually was Lucha Central, believe it or not. I had all the logos. I had all the what? every all the all the artwork done for Lucha Central because I watch Comedy Central a lot. Yes, that was <laughs> yeah. a good. It makes so, sense. You're I was so wondering. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the the original name was Lucha Central, and I had everything done. And right before I went to like do the business cards and get the website and everything, I think I already had the website. But right before we kind of moved on it, I wanted something that wasn't so like. It wouldn't put me in a box where it was just straight lucha, mm -hmm. where a cool name where if you saw it and you didn't know what it was, it still sounded cool and it still sounded like oh, interesting. It would look cool on a shirt. I didn't want it to just scream like wrestling, you know. So I said, okay, I'm gonna scrap Lucha Central, and then I came up with Mass Republic. And then when it came time for the website, Kevin's like, hey man, we should come up with a name. And I'm like, uh, I still got Lucha Central sitting on the shelf somewhere. Uh, we should just call it that because you can spell it the same way in English and Spanish and it's pretty easy to know and that's how we went to, with Lucha Centro but our original start Master Republic was gear and booking talent from Mexico and then once Kevin came on board it just kind of blew up into 8 million different things that we do now and 
you know, uh, it's it's just grown beyond what I thought it would be. But man, it's it's a fun ride so far. You know, enjoying it. Well, now we know the origin story of how we came to be because Lucha Central kind of birthed us. Like I don't yeah. know, this is this is how. Oh yeah. yeah. Now yeah. I know like how my parents met type of thing. Yeah, that was the original name of what is Mass Republic. But at the last minute, I was like, man, I need something that's not so doesn't scream wrestling. You know, and if you ever see me, you know, Miranda, yeah, I, I don't wear wrestling shirts. I don't wear. No, I don't. It's just not my not my kind of gig. But um, so I wanted something that wasn't going to just scream like, you know, wrestling. So I was like, ah, I scrapped that, and then I just did Mass Republic, where if you kind of get it, you get it. If not, still, still kind of decent name. And uh, but yeah, Lucha Central was the original Mass Republic name. <laughs> That's awesome. Very cool. Um, sounds like you've really, you know, worked with a lot of interesting wrestlers and and hung out with a lot of interesting wrestlers. So we've got to ask, like, what's your favorite story of hanging out with one of the luchadors? Like, what's the best? Story? Oh man! Like one you've never told before. We need some exclusive <laughs> for the hundredth episode. <laughs> I've, I've kind of hinted throughout the years at different stories, and I said I, I'm eventually going to write like a book of just all these road stories. Yeah. And nobody, I, I'm going to say the name, but if anybody steals it, I'm going to be fucking pissed. It's going to be like um, Saints, Rudos, uh, Minis, and Exoticos. Life on the road. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. Life, yeah, Life on the Road it. with Lucha Libre, right? Because that's what we got in Lucha Libre. We got good guys, bad guys, Exoticos, and Minis. So, <laughs> you know. But, um, no, you know, one of the coolest, I'll tell you one of the coolest for, I, I'll just do a couple real quick. Lee's my senior, uh, who's passed away. I remember as a kid, my uncle would take me to the Auditorio de Juan and TJ. This was about like 83, 82. And I remember one time clearly walking next to this guy who was really sharp, sharply dressed, had slacks on, had a duffel bag, and he was just like, you know, tall. And I was real anxious to get to the door. So I was kind of keeping up with this guy. My uncle was, you know, six foot tall, heavy set. He was a lot slower than I was as a kid. So I'm walking next to this man. And when he gets to the corner to turn to go towards the main door of the auditorio, he reaches in his bag, and he puts on his mask, and it's Lee's Marc Sr. Now, at that point, I already knew who he was because I had gone to the auditorio a million times. I remember, you know, cheering him on, and he was a good guy, and he would fly. So the whole way for, like, the next two minutes, I would tap his arm, and I was like, Lee's Marc, Lee's Marc, Lee's Marc. And he would, like, tap my head, say, you know, hi, kid, hi. And I just kept bugging him until he got to the main door. The auditorio, and then you know he went in, but I clearly remember like I was walking next to him without a mask, and he was just tall, you know, well dressed guy. Yeah. Fast forward maybe thirty years later, I'm with his promoter in Chicago. I'm helping him run some shows, and he goes, "Hey man," he goes, "Is uh, do you mind if I pair you up with the wrestler for the hotel?" I'm like, "Yeah, not a big deal." And he goes, "I'm gonna pair you up with Lee's Mark. And it was one of those oh shit moments where I was like, "Lee's Mark. And he goes, yeah, and I, and I clearly went back to that day. I remember being in the hotel room with him. We just met that night, and, you know, he picked his bed. He was unpacking his stuff. And I told him the story. And I remember he – he I told him the story, and I said, man, I said, I, I remember seeing you, like, 83, 84. I told him the story. I said, you know, I bugged you the whole way. Just leave my leave my I said, I was this little kid. I said, I just want you to know that, you know, you were always, like, one of the, one of the guys that I remembered. I remember him looking down and he kind of got like emotional. He goes, you know what? He goes, those were the last golden days 
of Lucha Libre, those early 80s. And it was true because if you look back to when those guys were like beasts, yeah. like they were still men. You know, now we got kids. Back then they were men. And I just thought it was really cool, like this, like just these bookends where I remember him as a fan, as a kid. And then I got to meet him and work with him, you know, while now I'm in the business and, you know, roommate with him for two nights in Chicago and telling him the story. And it was like so really, really cool. And, and it's true. He said, he goes, you know what? He goes, those were the last few days of the golden, the last golden era. He goes, I don't think we'll ever get those days again. And we haven't, we haven't, you know. That was very cool. And then one time, real quick, Mill Mascaros, because everybody loves Mill Mascaros. <laughs> oh, y'all. <laughs> yeah. I, the first time I met, I was with Ray Sr. There was a show in Tijuana. We had to leave as soon as that ended and go to Mexicali, which is an hour and a half east. And I was going to give him a ride. So, you know, he comes out to the back, and I open the front door, and he's like, no, 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 no. And he opens the back door of my SUV, and he gets in. Ray Senior gets in the front, and I can see through my mirror, he still has his mask on. There's steam coming out of it. There's a lot of heat coming out of it. And I'm thinking, is this guy going to keep his mask on the whole the whole time? And Ray Senior had told me, he goes, don't talk to him. If he asks you a question, you know, engage him in the conversation, but don't don't try to talk to him. He's just kind of weird. He's quiet. He's, he, doesn't, he doesn't know you, so he's going to be weird around you. So, you know, just if he talks to you, talk to him, but don't try to start a conversation so, okay i'm cool so we're driving about 15 minutes down the road i can see that he unzips his mask and i'm thinking oh man you're gonna take off his mask or not i'm gonna get to see this guy so we're driving another 15 minutes he finally takes it off but he keeps it like by his face like he's not sure what i'm gonna do <laughs> and then after like another five minutes he kind of reaches over and hangs it behind behind you know behind me on the hook and i swear to god i I thought I should turn on all the fucking lights in this car, turn around and just go, aha, I see you. But I, I didn't. I swear to I was like, thought that would be so fucking hilarious. He'd probably jump out of the car. So anyway, so I played it cool. We get down there and I go, hey, do you need anything before we go? He goes, I need some water. We stop at this Oxo and he gets out. Now I'm looking at him and I know talent, even up to today, that doesn't know who he is. They've never seen him without a mask. Um, because he never takes off his mask around anybody. So we're going in this OXO, and we're buying water. We get to the counter. I've got I've got a Coke, a water, and the Snickers. He's got two water bottles and like some peanuts. And we're all there, right next to the you know, right next to each other, you know, elbow to elbow. And our stuff is there. Now Claire remembers the uh, kid behind the passenger that goes uh, all together, separate. He does this karate chop down the counter and he separates his stuff and he goes separate. And I'm thinking, <laughs> I just drove you. You could at least pay for my snacks. <laughs> no, that all came out fast. He was like, separate. And I was like, this motherfucker. But, you thought you had something special, but no. I thought not. we were cool. I thought we were yeah. homies, you know? I just, you know? <laughs> but. But actually, he's one of the very, very few guys that every time I've gotten a book, you know, we've worked with him or we've done anything, he'll call me a day or two later just to say thanks. So very, very professional, total legend. But, yeah, one of the few guys that will actually call a few days later just just to say thanks. want to say thanks, you know, for taking care of me, for everything. But, yeah, those are two two stories. There's a million of those. One of these days, (laughs) I'll 
I'll write a book. <laughs> I'm excited for that book. <laughs> I am super excited for that book. And of course, there's going to be a few Hoobie stories. <laughs> or, oh, my gosh. Yeah. oh my goodness! Oh boy. Uh, I've it's heard a experience. few stories, but never firsthand like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, yeah, you have, yeah, 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 you, 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 you have, have the story. <laughs> you, you'll definitely have to buy the book, but now everybody's got a hoobie story, and they're oh, all true. <laughs> and if you go to Expo Lucha, you might live one. So, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's what's better uh, than it, reading about it than living of one. Yeah, yeah. Listen, he he is. <laughs> Talent-wise, Hoovy's one of the best, man. The guy's good. Yeah. But, man, outside the ring, you better put on your seatbelt, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is the, the best riot. way to describe it. Yeah. Yep. 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 Uh, so so uh, I'm going to try and sneak one more story from the book out of you, though, because uh, you told us about your positive stuff. You alluded to some negative stuff. So what is one of your... <laughs> Least favorite experiences you've had. <laughs> I'd say who's one of the least favorite guys I, want, I ever want to work with is LA Park. Love Park. I'm not going to get into any stories, but if I tell you he's an asshole, I'm being polite. So, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. I'll tell you a good story. He came with the expo for those that because we got expo coming up. He was supposed yeah. to do a VIP meet and greet. And I said, Hey, this is the deal. I'm going to bring you in. You're going to wrestle an hour before your match. We're going to do a VIP signing for all our platinums and gold VIP guys. What would you charge me? He goes, well, I got to take my son. Fine. We worked the son into the show. He goes, pay me this much. Cool. And knowing him, and how delicate he is about his money. I left the expo when he landed in Vegas and I went to pick him up. I had a, a driver with me and who was going to pick up all the wrestlers. I went in a separate car. I showed up. I met them all there, shook their hand. Hey, thanks for coming. Made an appearance. I gave him his money. So there's no issue. He's paid. We're good to go. I said, this is Manny. He's going to drive you to the hotel. The hotel is across from the venue. Everybody's just walking across, but if you want to ride, I'll send Manny back to pick you up and take you across the street in a van. I got to go back to my show. You guys enjoy your time here in Vegas. I'll see you guys tonight. So his time for the meet and greet comes around. No parka. I wait another 10 minutes. No park. I call him and he's asleep. And I go, hey, bro, you got this meet and greet. <laughs> he's like, listen, he tells me in Spanish in his usual I'm from the ranch voice. He goes, listen, I got the money you gave me. I counted it. I counted it again. I even took it out of the envelope and I counted it a third time. <laughs> he goes, I handed it to my son and I had him count it again. And we didn't find any money for the meet and greet. I go, what? what? <laughs> goes, there was no money for a meet and greet. He goes, and as a matter of fact, there wasn't even an extra 20 so we can go buy lunch. I was like, bro, am I supposed to buy you fucking lunch? And he goes, okay, owners buy us lunch. They always take us to eat. You just gave me my money and left. And your driver just dropped us off at the hotel. I go, yeah. I said, I book you to come wrestle. I don't have time to take you to dinner. And he goes, oh. He goes, yeah. There wasn't even like a $20 bill so I can go to McDonald's. 
I said, bro, I said, are you coming to the meet and greet or not? He goes, honestly, no. I hung up. I don't know how he got to the venue. I don't know how he figured out what match he was on. I didn't even see his match. I don't know how he got to the airport. But we didn't talk for like two and a half years, three years. After and that. I was like, fuck yeah. that. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, and it the was- only reason we talked is because he called and he needed help getting the trademark for his kids, which we got. And he needed help getting a work visa, which we got. So, yeah. So he, he trusts you to do this work for him, but he won't trust you to to, yeah. to pay him for a meet and greet. Yeah. Yeah, listen. <laughs> he's an asshole. We're not. That's basically, yeah, that's, that's the moral of the story. I Yeah, yeah. everybody I know that is that promotes has a, has a park story. It's crazy. I'm yeah, not no. surprised that that's huge. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're either on this together or we're not, and he did not. so you know. But listen, you know, if we're getting visas and he needed help, and it's going to help some of our friends that run shows, that's the only reason we got him is because some of our friends that are part of the Mass Republic group said, "Hey, man, we need him to have a visa because we use him." Blah blah. Fine, it's going to help our people out. We didn't get it for him. Fuck him. Yeah. But yeah. No, he's an asshole. Yeah. Show business. You can you can put that on the you can put that on the headline. Okay, yes, <laughs> well, we'll, we'll work that in. says La Park's an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Direct quote. Direct and yeah. I quote. Yeah, fuck yeah. it. <laughs> well, you talked about the the um visas that and we had talked about it on the show we've seen stories on uh, sports illustrated and throughout the web about mass republic um helping and and being this uh source for luchadors to get visas to be able to work um in the united states and uh the stories from Sports Illustrated do a really good job of, you know, really highlighting the importance of it. But can you talk more about that process from the business perspective? I mean, this was a huge amount of, of visas that were obtained. Yeah. And it's also under the idea of collaboration with others so that people yeah. can leverage and utilize these visas and these luchadors while they're on these visas for not just one purpose, but for multiples. Um, I mean, how crazy intricate was that and and even just your experiences to really what inspired mass republic to to be a part of that process well yeah first of all it it was it still continues to be uh one of the worst experiences <laughs> it's so difficult dealing with immigration and the u.s government um the u.s government is just not efficient in the way they do things and it's not very effective. So it's very, it's very, it's just, it's, it's, it's a headache and a pain in the ass on that side. But it's one of the coolest things that we've done personally where I feel like, man, this is very, very cool. Um, years and years ago, Lucha Vavum, a company out of Los Angeles, was getting these work visas for all the talent. And uh, we happen to have a good working relationship with, with you know, Lucha Vavum since they started. Um, you know, I would actually book some of the Mexican talent on their shows at the very beginning. And then I, you know, I'd go to some shows that I went to Chicago with them to, you know, help out. I always liked the guy that was helping them out. And, um, so we always had a good relationship with them and they always got visas. Um, once COVID came, 
they didn't renew the visas because uh, they were they didn't have any events. Um, so that kind of put a stop to everybody having a work visa. And even about a year before then, they had some issues where the person who was coordinating the visas might have added some people that weren't really luchadors. There's some stories going around, but whatever it was, they just stopped obtaining visas at some point. And some of the talent that we used um, was stuck in Mexico. And Lucha Bavum was always very helpful and, you know, very, very kind about us using the talent that was on our visas. Um, so we had no need to get visas because they all had visas. Once that process stopped, um, and people started getting stuck in Mexico, we're like, Hey man, we got to figure this out. How do we get this talent across? And then COVID came along and that kind of put a stop on everything. Then once we kind of got through COVID and we started seeing things opening up, I told Kevin, my partner, I said, Hey man, we got to figure out this visa issue because a lot of the people that we normally use, a lot of the people that we have on on Luchaverse, on, on, on the comic book side, or that we have action figures coming out with the boss fight, they're stuck in Mexico. We need them to be in the U.S., you know, to have access to the U.S. So we did our research. Um, we did something that a lot of people in wrestling don't do. We took the time to learn and research it and figure out the process and how to do this right instead of just saying, fuck it, we're going to do it. And, um, we, we applied for visas and, um, the first group we got approved in 13 days. Uh, the rest of the, since then we've, we're probably up to like 300 visas. We've helped different groups get their visas, um, uh, help Dragon Gate get theirs, Noah get theirs. Uh, we got people from Japan, people from Canada, um, several groups from Mexico. Um, we still have some in process and we're still going to throw another group through there. Um, what, what's been helpful to us is we have a good network of promoters throughout the country that work with us oh, yeah. that have always helped us out. So, you know, a promoter will come and say, Hey man, you know, I want to help get some visas. Um, you know, we say, this is what you got to have, this is what you got to have. And then once we get all the ducks, you know, in order, then we facilitate that for them. And, you know, at the end of the day, um, we want to have as many people that we, we, we want to have access to as many people as we can. Because it's just better for everybody, you know. Right. Uh, uh, Pro Wrestling Revolution up in San Jose uses, you know, a certain amount of people. We use a certain amount of people. Baja starts in San Diego uses some. So at the end of the day, you know, we're all just one big group, and you know, we help each other out. Um, and look, we we when we started Mass Republic, you know, we had some help by some people. Um, a lot of these wrestlers, I may never use. We may never use for our own stuff. But it's cool to know that they're at least have access to make a living, come to the U.S. the right way, you know, on the work visa and work and, you know, help themselves out. You know, uh, my parents came from Mexico. They got help to come over here. When they got here, they were teenagers and people helped them out along the way. I've gotten help along the way. So, you know, if 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 all we can do is get somebody a visa, but we never book them on the show then, hey, use that visa, you know, make a living, help your family out. And it's one of those cool things that I personally feel very cool about because there's a lot of people out there that I may never meet and never use, but we're helping them get visas through several different promotions so they can come out here and do it the right way. You know, if you're going to come work, cool. Let's do it the right way. Get your work visa. You know, you're working with this promotion, you know, make make it all make it all legal. Do it the right way. 
And, um, yeah, you know, we're up to probably 300 now and, um, we're still kind of chugging along, but it has been a, a pain in the ass. Basically just up, it really because of the U.S. government side. It's just not efficient the way they do things. Yeah. yeah so they're terrible about that sort of thing. Yeah. But I mean, on top of that, I think it's such a, a win, win, win for all the work that you are doing, because not only is it a way to bring in people to be able to work in the U.S. to uh, provide for their families, but then it's also the experience for the fans to oh, yeah. be able yeah. to see these yeah. luchadors in person or through, you know, uh, web-based uh, events. And yep. we talk a lot all the time about how, you know, the cruiserweight division and ECW all had an impact on, you know, for a lot of American fans seeing Lucha Libre for the very first time. And it's almost like that renaissance is happening again yep. um, at yeah. a much more smaller, you know, more local level. But yep. that is going to be what people remember when they, you know, see people that they normally wouldn't because yep. of, you know, the, the legal boundaries that are set in yes. place. It's really creating that experience. And it's also showing promoters and, and promotions the value of having luchadors on your show um, because yep. they do bring something to the table. They do bring value to an event. And when they are able to, whether it's wrestling each other or wrestling, you know, someone more in the, in the, local level it's mm-hmm. still adding such a a, a valuable experience yep. something different um yeah. and and so it, it god it sounds like a whole lot of work but i <laughs> hope you know which i do know it, you know it's so worth it and appreciated yeah. especially yeah, for and, fans and it's very cool to, to us when we see like like gcw brings in to yep. you guys there's uh I think it's MLW or it's this promotion Lucha Lucha out of Atlanta brings in Luchadors. Mm-hmm. Ring of Honor has some Luchadors. So it's very cool to kind of you know go online and kind of see where these guys are going because I kind of feel like okay you know our little ducklings are kind of getting out there into the world <laughs> and you know they're they're experiencing these new promotions and they're going in places and I mean look there's this promoter in LA that brought in did a show over the weekend. And like he took half of his crew out to like the dinner, took them to Universal Studios. I'm like, I don't do that shit, but I'm happy for <laughs> the, I'm happy for these people that you know these promoters are taking very, very, very good care of them, which is awesome, you know, um, you know. So it's it's cool. It's very cool to see, and I think this helps the whole wrestling scene all together. And it's good to see that American promotions that don't normally bring lucha libre are starting to book some of these people now and, you know, to, to, to much success, um, you know, it's it, like you say, it just brings a whole different dynamic to, to the show. And, you know, I've always said, you know, I don't have to sell Lucha Libre. It sells itself. It's exciting. It's, it's fun, family oriented. You know, you got the masks, the capes, the costumes. It's awesome. So it's good to see that promotions that normally don't do Lucha are starting to incorporate some of the Luchadors, which is, which is all we wanted, you know, just give these guys a chance. You're going to love it. It's awesome. Yeah. So, so you name dropped a whole bunch of people uh, that are doing that. So I got to sneak in my my one here too because I talked with uh with uh, my boy Matt Farmer over at Defy. Oh yeah, Defy. Super excited. Yeah, super excited to have to have that help. We talked about yeah, that at the last show. Yeah, Matt Farmer was the first guy actually that we talked to after we got ours about you know putting a group together and yeah, he's he's super super supportive. They've been doing lucha before, 
You know, oh, they yeah. were using like Penta Phoenix and their, their shows were off the hook. So now they're just going to have even more, more, more to choose from, which is going to be exciting. But yeah, no, Matt Farmer, his group up, uh, up, you know, the Defy group, very, very supportive. They, they, they got a crew together that we're still trying to push through for the visas. But yeah, they're, they're one of the groups that, that stepped up to the plate early on and said, Hey man, whatever we got to do, let's make this work. So, you know, very, very, very thankful for, for Matt and his, his crew up there. Super excited to hear that. Yeah. Very cool. We've heard you mention quite a few of the Luchadors people that have gotten visas and stuff. Do you want to kind of talk about how all of that led to Expo Lucha? Yeah. So the original, when we had done Expo Lucha several times before, um, Kevin and I would go to these shows in Mexico. They had a version of it maybe 10, 12 years ago. Um, and we were kind of the link of taking American talent to Mexico uh, we took TJP down there, TJ Perkins, um, Annie Social out of the Philly area, um, El Hijo del Rey Mister, like the very, very first one. Um, so what we would do is just take talent from the U.S. to Mexico, and Perros del Mal was a promotion um, that we would team up with, and they would say, hey, bring us, you know, four or five at a time, and we would go to these expos in Mexico, and I always had to tell Kevin, I said, man, this is so awesome. Like we come down here, I speak the language. I said, but there's got to be a big fan base in the U.S. that would love this kind of stuff, but they don't come to Mexico because they don't speak the language. They don't know where to go or where to stay. So I always had this itch, like we should just do this in the U.S. and bring all this talent to one place, one venue. So if you wanted to meet a hundred luchadors, you'd have to go to Mexico and maybe catch, you know, six, seven different shows over a span of a couple of weeks. Or you can just come to Expo Lucha, one venue, couple of nights, and just see everybody there. So that's kind of the idea behind it, where we wanted to not go to Mexico anymore, but bring it to the U.S. and make it easy for people to come do these meet and greets and check out Lucha Libre. And contrary to what a lot of um, expos do, we started off the first couple of years where everything was included. You paid 150 bucks. It included four four live events over two nights, all the free meet and greets you can get your hands on, free photos, free selfies, free autograph. So, you know, you see these conventions that come to town. I'm not going to mention any names, AEW. And they're charging like 80 bucks bucks to meet Penta and Phoenix. You get that for free with your ticket at Expo. You know, 50 bucks to meet this person or 40 to meet that one or 30 for that. No, we didn't do that. So even now, our expo, if you bought the platinum and the gold, you get free autographs. You get free um, free selfies. Um, there's no additional charge. We restructured it a little bit different. Uh, now I think platinum, you get 20 free autographs and selfies. So let's just say even if the, the ticket costs 150 uh, so you're paying less than 10 bucks an autograph and a selfie. And then you're still getting the whole expo experience and the live events for free. So I've always said our Expo Lucha is the best value out there, any convention. And that's simply because we want to bring Lucha Libre to the masses. We want people to know what this is, experience it, meet these wrestlers, buy the original and official merchandise from them because they're all going to be there selling their official merchandise. So it's just our way of trying to expand what you know part of our our model is expanding lucha libre beyond the borders of mexico and this is our little way of doing it just trying to bring it to the masses 
on that value thing that you 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 sold it on one way, but I, there's another angle on that. 150 for four shows. I mean, like I, yes. I can't I can't get to I can't get to two shows for 150 these days. Yeah, yeah and I I think for Philly it's actually only three shows. We didn't do the fourth just because of the time constraint um, and then the size of the venue. But still, three shows. Uh, yeah. Three shows, and and our ring announcer Miranda Morales. <laughs> uh, that's a that's a deal. I mean, yes, that deals. is all true. There's you know? no, no lies detected. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, it, it what, is. I mean, yeah. Go ahead. What, what, what we didn't want to do was have because look, I I remember when I would grow up, my parents would. T- I grew up in L.A. My parents would take us to the Kings game to watch hockey, and then they would take us to the Lakers game. And then at some point, they couldn't anymore because tickets got so expensive. Yeah. And I didn't want I didn't want families to go what we went through, where it just got too expensive to go, or where they would show up and then like you want a picture with this wrestler, and then oh, it's twenty bucks, and they're like, uh, you know. So I I always thought about you know what can my family afford if it was my parents and my brothers. And, you know, we, we wanted to make it affordable and we didn't want to scare people from not going. Look, I know there's fans out there that'll pay for everything, you know, because I see them going to these conventions and it's great. They're making a killing. Our goal wasn't to make a killing. Our goal was to, to be able to survive and grow this to the point where, you know, people can come and they know that, it, you know, it's not scary to go. Because all you do is buy your ticket, and then you can meet these wrestlers. You can talk to them. You can take a picture with them. And the wrestlers, luckily, we work with a very good crew. They were supportive of our idea of doing that. And, yeah, a few of them brought them up. Well, when I go to WrestleCon, I charge 40 Cool. When you go to WrestleCon, charge 40 Expolutes is a little <laughs> different, you yeah. know. And yeah. and they're very supportive of that. They know what we're trying to get at. They know what our mission is. We're trying to grow this and make it a good experience for everybody. So. We've always said it's the best value out there, and you're going to get a lot more than what you pay for, and that that's okay. It's cool. That's what we want. We want families to come, kids to come. We don't want to be, you know, people to show up and be scared, like oh, everything costs here. You know, I want to take a picture with this guy or take a picture with that one. No, <laughs> you know, go ahead. There are a few that are complaining. But once they're there, they'll be fine. Oh yeah, yeah. they'll be fine. There's always, always people yeah. who look, have have uh, sticker shock, but yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think too, one thing is different is you're very transparent about what this money buys you. Some other yeah. events may not be so transparent, where you get the price of the ticket and you think yeah. everything is inclusive, but then you get there and you realize yep. it's very much nickeling and diming you for every yes. autograph, every experience, every show. Yes. And so um, that's and if we important. if we would do if we would do that, I would be so much less stressed today. Um but you know, <laughs> we don't do that because you know, we want people to go home thinking, you know what, this is fucking cool. Wherever they're at next year, I'm gonna go. Because mm-hmm. we wanna build it. We wanna build it and grow it. There may come a day someday where things are going to change, right? Where some corporation takes over it and, you know, they have their own structure. But while it's Mass Republic, Kevin and I, you know, we want to bring the best bang for your buck. And we think that if we do that, people will keep supporting us. And there are, because I see the tickets come through and I recognize the name. People that were in Vegas, people that were in San Diego, people that are now going to Philly. 
So, you know, Odd this is guy right here. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah, I see all the names coming through and, you know, I start recognizing all the names and I'm like, cool, this is awesome. But that, that's how it is. We're trying to build this and we hope the fans can come out. And look, there's a lot of wrestling out there. Support them all. But if you want a genuine, like a fan experience where you're just going to show up, um, you know, you're going to have your tickets for all the free autographs that you get and all the free selfies. And there's still some cool stuff to, to buy and see. And just have a really good time watching some killer matches. Look, Dragon Lee versus Laredo Kid right? on night one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what, else, what, what are you going to put? Darby Allen against a Hardy? Really? Uh, no. <laughs> Laredo Kid, Dragon Lee. Yeah. That's, a, that's, that's night one. You know? So we got uh, psychosis. We got yeah. some classics. We got Taurus. Uh, we got who we get to everything in Lucha Libre, but it's all the guys that were inspired by Ray and Psychosis 27 years ago when he got to ECW at that same arena. So, um, we booked the show with that in mind. Who are the guys that can go? You know, <laughs> Astro Luke's another young kid. He can go. Lince Dorado straight off of WWE. That dude could go. So we got a lot of killers on Saturday. And if you like the classic Lucha guys, you know, Sunday's, Sunday's your day as well. I love you know, that. You have last, that Lucha. Yeah. If you've never That's seen Lucha, the, the, yeah. the, the, the little Ewok looking guy, if you've never seen him, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's awesome. He's, he's awesome. I, I had a surreal experience in Vegas with that because, uh, they, they put him through on a dolly. They were just bringing him yeah. through Vegas on a dolly. It was just. No, 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 no. It's not just they put him through Vegas. That's how he travels. Oh, he travels that way. Yeah, yeah That's styling and profiling for a whole new <laughs> Who's got patience for that guy? He walks real slow. So everywhere he goes, they got his dolly. Seriously. That's great. I mean. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, through the airport, through the hotel. It's like, jump on your dolly, dude. Come on. You know, we ain't got time for this. But if you've never seen him live, I mean, just him alone puts on a show. And then he adds to the match. And, you know, and again, these are all very, very accessible people. You know, Mm -hmm. easy to get a photo, easy to get an autograph. I was at the show on Wednesday or last week here in Vegas. I won't say the company again. (laughs) But there was this British girl. I can't remember her name, but she's one of the British girls or Australian girls that came out. And there was probably about 100 people out there and just had her bag, had somebody carry her bag and just like just ran past everybody. We were, we had a luchadora that was in yeah. town for a Sunday. She was with her mask. She said, hey, can I get a picture with you? And I even said, excuse me, can she get a picture with you? But no, 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 I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. And just the whole way down through the hotel. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. Listen, you don't do that shit. Because one of these days, that girl is going to end up in Mexico in AAA. Or in CMLL or Arena Naucalpan. And remember, uh-huh. that girl's going to remember that you did that shit. So uh-huh. I don't care. I don't care how big of a star you are. Take the time to say hi. Take the time to take a picture. You know, in our event, nobody has that problem. Show up. They're all going to be there. They're all going to have a table. Talk to them. Take a picture. Get an autograph. 
We don't do no diva stuff in our place. So it was literally just that one guy, and you already told the story. So yeah, <laughs> just <the one laughs> it was a girl. It was a girl. Oh no, no, I was at Expo Lucha. There was just oh. that one guy that didn't do any oh. autographs. Yeah. <laughs> notice if you notice, he hasn't been booked since. So yeah. <laughs> there you go. Cause and effect. Cause and effect. Yeah. I, you you talk a lot about some of the big things happening. I mean, what are you most excited about? Is is it just having the fans there? Are there certain matches or uh, events that you're I, excited about? I am looking forward to Monday, June 13th, when this is all over. <laughs> I knew you were going to say it. I was getting yeah. ready to say, you can't say yeah. when it's over. <laughs> That's yeah. Not a, it's not a That's, fair answer. That is that is the date I'm looking forward to. Mark uh, it on the calendars, everyone. God, please, Lord, baby Jesus, just help me get to that date, and uh, I'll be fine. <laughs> no, you know, I, I've, I'm most forward to, well, look, this weekend, uh, we got this tequila and taco fest that we're doing in Kansas City. We're a part of. It's not our event, but they, con- they, they called us, and we're on board for, like, six dates with them. Kansas City this weekend. And then Philly next weekend. I, I'm just happy to be out and see Lucha Libre live and see the fans react to it and just the experience of being at a live event. You know, I love it. I love it. Yeah, long days and hard work and, you know, no rest. And, but at the end of the day, that, that's what I love seeing, like the live events, being at the expo and just seeing the fans cheer and boo and see somebody get a photo and somebody get an autograph. And, you know, it's just a very cool vibe you know, live events and, and I'm just happy just to, to be a part of this and be able to, to contribute a little bit to this thing called Lucha Libre. But yeah, I'm most looking forward to just being there. You know, um, we have some, some, some partners in this and they're very professional. You know, every time we've literally had Wednesday morning Zoom calls for the past year, every single Wednesday, with the exception of a couple here and there for holidays. But and, you know, they're like, hey, do we have the itinerary? Do, you know, who's in charge of this and who's in charge of that? I'm like, we'll figure it out when we get there. That's just how it's going to You know, yeah, Miranda, you've been to our casino events. Those yeah. are small events. And you see how things just kind of change. And, you know, I give you the rundown of, yeah. of how the matches are. And then five minutes the later, it changes. Yes, yeah, yeah, you just roll with the punches. But everything still, one, is super professional. Um, and the crowd genuinely just enjoys the experience. Yeah. So I think yeah. because the way that it's, you know, in a way, you take yourself seriously enough that you care about the quality, but not yeah. too seriously, where you freak yeah. out when something, you know, because it yeah. is wrestling. Something's going to, yeah. you know, happen that you yeah. don't expect or things are not going to go according yeah. to plan. So yeah. you just honestly go with the flow just and you let the, the yeah. you do what makes the most sense, not just for you, but for, yeah. you know, the, the bigger picture. And I've always appreciated yeah. that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we, we, we keep it very loose. Look, this last event we had. Uh, at a casino in California, Miranda, you know, our second match was late. They didn't show up until the yes. semi, so we constantly had to be updating. So, you know, when the match was going, Miranda would come back and say, okay, what are we doing now? And then, okay, these guys are going next. And these are, and we just kind of go with the flow. And it's stressful and it's time, but at the end of the day, you know, we all ended up at, what, Applebee's yep, having dinner. Applebee's, yes. And <laughs> we all survived, and it was cool to be able to sit down and just – 
you know, eat with the people that kind of put it all together and just chill and tell stories. And that's what it's about for us. You know, that's my favorite part of show night too. That, yeah. that, that cafe afterwards of yeah. Applebee's Denny's or whatever yeah. local place yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and we've been very lucky where we got a good crew of people, Miranda included that just, you know, help us support it, make it, make it all fun. And yeah, for the few hours while the show's going on, we're running around, but look, Everybody has a good time. The fans love it. So um, I'm looking forward to just being at Expo, getting to the arena the day before, and then just going with the flow. You know, what what flows, flows. Everyone's going to have a good time. Um, you know, we got some killer matches that are going to blow people's minds that normally aren't seen anywhere else. So I'm excited to just see what the fans like, how they react, take some notes for next time, and you know, start planning and start planning next year's uh, on Monday. You know, the day after. <laughs> right. Oh. Right. Yeah. So. Is there anything else upcoming for Mass Republic that you can touch on? You know, kind of yeah. even tease us about <laughs> a little bit. I'll tell you what. If you walk into a casino in about two uh, in about eight to ten weeks. You might see a Mass Republic Lucha Libre slot machine. Oh, oh my gosh. Stop. Maybe, I love that. Maybe. So I don't know. I don't know. That's maybe. You make it. Do you happen yeah. to know, like, which casinos yet? Or hypothetically, uh, if this was to happen, what part of the United States? If we have a slot machine coming and if we would have gone to Every, the company who made it, Last week to test, you know, to do a test run of it and actually play it. If we did that and it clears lab, because you know, slot machines they go through independent lab to make sure that they're all, you know, uh, functioning right. Um, that takes about six weeks. In about eight weeks, they'll start shopping it around to all the casinos and putting it in other casinos. I specifically told them we go to Agua Caliente for lucha shows, so. They're gonna hit up that rep. So um, nice. the way the, the way these do is they have contracts with casinos, and you know every six weeks they replenish the game. So they'll hit them up and say, "Hey, we got this." Hypothetically speaking, if we did have a slot machine, I'm not saying we do. <laughs> there we might cannot one. neither confirm nor deny the existence yeah. of yeah. this yeah. hypothetical quote unquote slot yeah. machine. Which is very, very cool because we walked in there and there was like, you see all these, these games, like these slot machines, right? You see the Buffalo games, you see the, you know, Alan DeGeneres machine, you see, you know, this machine, all these games that I'm familiar with, but you know, yeah. And then you, you know, I'll tell you right now, there was one that looked like it said Lucha Libra on it and it could have sworn it had my mask on it and our talent on it. So. What? Very, very yeah. excited. Oh, gosh. Wow. Yes. Yeah, it was one That's of those oh, awesome. shit moments. Yes. Um, but we, we got some cool stuff coming along. Um, some book series um, for, like, you know, educational books that we're getting our talent involved in. Uh, we're continuing to work with Boss Fight. So another series of, of action figures coming along. Yeah. Um, next year is the 90th anniversary of CMLL. May or may not be doing some stuff with them. I cannot confirm or deny for their 90th anniversary. Um, maybe put together like a tour for people that want to go to the anniversary down there, you know. So 
I hope, have a lot of I hope that you're able to do something with that. I know that it traditionally it is a struggle to work with yes. with uh, them. So I really am rooting for you on that. Yeah, yeah. We have uh, <laughs> we have a few things lined up for them, and then for the 90th anniversary, I'm I'm hoping to be able to put together a tour, just because you know I. I go to those shows and I'm like, man, it'd be cool to put a tour together and get some people to come down. And this is our hotel where we're staying. You know, this day we're having breakfast with these people. And then this day we're getting a tour. I just think there's a lot of cool stuff that they've never done before. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I did a meet with them several weeks ago and, or about a month and a half ago. And the meeting went well. One of the things that we got greenlit was a tour package for the 90th anniversary. So, Sweet. you know. We'll be, we'll be, so we got a lot of stuff working. Um, again, I'm we'll on that list right now. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to, I just want to survive, uh, expo no. and yeah. then, uh, you know, take, take about a day or two to, to breathe and then just keep tagging along. But listen, Kevin and I have worked a lot of, a lot of years on this and we've sacrificed a lot. But we haven't done it without a very, very good group of people that help us and support us. You know, uh, Lucha Central podcast, Miranda coming out, driving to do the reannouncing and everybody who's helped us out along the way. I mean, you know, we don't, we don't do this alone and we certainly, you know, never take, take the credit for it. We always said, look, we got a good group of people. So, um, we're just blessed to have, you know, have come this far and, you know, the farther, we get along. We're bringing everybody with us. So, you know, if you're, if you're part of the group that's helped us out and supporting us, man, there's some really good fun stuff coming down the pipe. The next three or four months is going to define where Mass Republic goes. And, uh, it's looking very, very good to just blow this shit out of the water. You know, we're, so we're really excited. just getting started. We're really cool. just getting started. Yeah. 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 We've been blessed, man. We've gotten some good breaks and, uh, you know, we're the, the best is yet to come. Some bigger and better things. So, well, that's yeah, all that excited. hard work paying off, right? You say you you've made a lot of sacrifices. <laughs> Let me illustrate for you, for the listeners out there. We here at Lucha Central we joke about the fact that Ruben and Kevin never sleep. Like I'll <laughs> be up in the middle of the night, and I'll yeah, one right. of the two of them will be doing stuff. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah usually our day ends around three in the morning. Uh, West Coast time, and then Kevin's up by like seven a.m., eight a.m. And uh, yep. listen, I my title is above his, so I get to sleep in until about ten. And <laughs> I wake up, holy shit! There's a stack of emails waiting. So that that's usually our day, you know. Yeah. But I, yeah, if you're up, seriously, if you're up at you know one, two in the morning. Go online. You'll see Kevin. Kevin's on there. He's, you yep. know, he's sending emails and we literally have calls at one in the morning, two in the morning. You know, one saw his kids and his family's asleep. You know, we, we, <laughs> we, we get working, you know, cause yeah. you know, we still have, still have shoot jobs. You know, thank God we have shoot jobs. So usually we try to talk a little bit in the afternoon and then it's like, look, I'll look for you at 10 o'clock at night once everybody's asleep. And usually our night goes from 10 PM to two, three in the morning, you know. Unless, unless I'm hanging out at the nerd 
right, Miranda? I was say, yeah, uh, that's <laughs> your usual spot. Ruben's kind of a, a night owl in general, but I, I know I, I I see your your social media. I know where you hang out. And you should see you, you should, should see what I can't put on. Right? I I know <laughs> I I know a little bit enough of what happens at the nerd bar, but it's usually just pictures or videos of you, you know, with your garage door going down at five in the morning. Yes, uh, so you're coming home <laughs> at that time. That's my that's my cryptic message to Kevin. Like, hey man, I'll talk to you around two p.m. <laughs> <laughs> or to anybody. You see that video on my Instagram of the garage door shutting and there's daylight out. Yeah, um, I'll see you in the afternoon. Yes. <laughs> but no, we I, look. I, Kevin and I, you know, we we, we get shit done, man. And it's because you know yeah. we believe in the thing we're doing, and we you know we have good people behind us, but. Um, yeah, we've been blessed so far and you know, we hope we can continue getting everybody's support, especially for this Expo Lucha. Come out, you know, if you can't go, buy a ticket for somebody. I don't care. Hit us up, <laughs> say, Hey man, can I donate a ticket to somebody? Yeah, we'll give a ticket away, you know, whatever. But, um, yeah, people keep supporting us, man. We got some really cool stuff coming down the pipe and, you know, it, uh, I'm excited for the next few months, man. It's going to be good. Yeah, it's going to be great. So. I don't even know a quarter of what you've got going on, but just what I know, it's amazing. <laughs> I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Thank you. Thank you. We're very you. excited, and, and we are, myself, Brendan Dusty, are so appreciative and honored to be part of, you know, <laughs> this this leg of this arm of uh, Mass Republic with Lucha Central. No, yes, and, uh, yes. you know, I think all of us here just – enjoy bringing a new audience to Lucha Libre, whether it's through Expo Lucha, whether it's through, uh, you know, podcasts, whether it's through merchandise, whether it is through these hypothetical confirmed, unconfirmed slot machines that may or may not be <laughs> happening somewhere in an undisclosed location. Uh, Hold on. Let me clarify that. Three separate slot machines with three separate groups of talent. Oh, oh my. so so it's not enough that I can find. I might be able to find one up. No, here. you're gonna, you're gonna find there. a you're gonna find a bank of threes. <laughs> and listen, I hope those machines take all your money. I was gonna say we literally <laughs> so take yeah, all our money. Bigger. You're yeah. already I, taking all my money. You can't take it anymore. Yeah, yeah. I told her, can you please tighten these up to the max? Because I need some money. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it's so exciting. And, of course, awesome. Expo Lucha happening next weekend already. I know. Uh, Tickets are still available at expolucha.com. Uh, I believe there's still gold VIP tickets available. Um, yes, there to are. The there's, there's a few gold VIPs left, and then there's the two-day one. The gold VIPs come with, I think, 10 autographs and photos, yeah. um, and then uh, a little bit of the swag. And then yes. the two-day the two-day event, I think, is up there for like sixty bucks for both days. Yes, yeah, so, that's so, the so uh, discounted massively package. Massively underselling um, that value. So yeah, mm-hmm. like if you can yeah. if you can get there, that is the the best single package yeah. you can get. For yeah, sure. yeah, absolutely. And and again, we have a you know big group of talent coming in. Some killer matches that aren't seen anywhere else. If you go to expolucha.com, the, the itinerary is there. But it's just going to be a very good time. 
family friendly, you know, come out, have a good time, meet some people you've never met before. And, uh, yeah, if you guys can make it, please make it. We really you know, want to see everybody out there. If you see two guys running around like chickens with us, you know, with their heads cut uh-huh. off, that's Kevin uh-huh. and I. Yeah, stop us and say hi because we will not see you even if we walk right by you. So <laughs> say hi to us if you see us running around there. They will be in the zone. But yeah, absolutely check out expolucha.com. Of course, also expolucha is on social media, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, and that way too, if you want to see uh, information on match and talent announcements, news, all of that. Uh, and like Ruben said, uh, even if you can't come, feel free to buy a ticket. Even single day expo tickets, expo only is just $10. Um, and I believe show tickets for the actual, um, lucha uh events are 25 so again too this adds up if you were to buy all these things individually those add up and that's where you get kind of the deal in the packages so ruben is not lying the math does add up when he's saying about how well priced everything is and to be doing it in you know a wrestling mecca to be doing it in what some people consider a holy land and a holy place of wrestling um, with people who were so monumental with you know bringing such a different style of wrestling to the united states it's it's truly it's a mildly religious experience i mean yeah and and that was yeah that was the original intent of you know, doing it on the 25th anniversary of when Ray and Psychosis got there. So there's still a tie in. Psychosis is still going to be there. Um, I cannot confirm or deny whether this might be his last year wrestling, mm-hmm. but if there are very few and limited chances to see Psychosis, true legend in the game, a guy who, you know, changed the game for a lot of people. So if you can come out, support him as well. Um, there aren't very many of these live appearances left in his game. I know that personally. So if you can come out and make it because like, again, you know, there's some guys that aren't going to be around very much longer. And, you know, if you can support these guys, especially psychosis, who's been with mastery public since day one mm-hmm. back in 2002. So, um, it's going to be a good time. ECW arena now to 2300 arena, Philadelphia, come out, have a good time. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys out there, hopefully. Yes. Ruben, would you like to let us know anything about uh, where we can find Mass Republic on social media, where we can find you on social media? Oh, you don't want to see me. Uh, <laughs> Mass Republic. Mass Republic. Everything's on. If you go to Mass Republic from there, it'll lead you to everything. Mass Republic. Uh, we have all social media on there, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, we have Legends of Lucha Libre, which is also one of our other brand, um, that every, a lot of guys are under. And then we also have, of course, Expo Lucha Live and Expo Lucha. So if you get to Mass Republic from there, you'll be able to just network into everything that we're doing. Um, Kevin Kleinrock runs, uh, the Mass Republic site. So if you're getting a response at three in the morning, it's him. Um, my personal stuff, I don't even want to mention because it's a riot. So. <laughs> Just follow Mass Republic, and uh, you'll get to everything else there. Yes, that is MassRepublic.com. That includes everything, uh, like Mm -hmm. Ruben mentioned, uh, the Legends of Lucha Libre action figures, uh, NFTs, the, uh, you know, merchandise, uh, T-shirts. Everything. Eat Like a Luchador, uh, the cookbook. Yeah, uh, we we even got a cookbook. I don't even know how to cook. Yeah, I don't, 
Yeah. I don't know how to cook either. I just have it well, as a decoration. The the joke <laughs> after Kevin's uh, cheese sandwich is that he doesn't know how to cook either. So yeah, no, please. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to read. I just look at the pictures. I'm like, oh, this looks good. <laughs> but it's a yeah. great, great for that too. We we talked about that. Oh, it's awesome, man. Like, yeah. who who else has a cookbook? Uh, right. And Taya's uh, carne asada recipe is actually amazing. That's like my carne yeah. asada recipe now. Like I stole there that. Are, yeah, there, there are really some. There are really some good ones. I think the penta top or tostadas were a little lame. <laughs> oh, 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 no! Shots fired. <laughs> right, I like you really, you eat that shit. But no, there's some really good recipes on there, and we again, we had a lot of help from a lot of people, and you know, the talent is just willing to go out there and put themselves out there for you know just growing this thing called lucha libre. And you know, we use a tagline earlier on an event that says, you know, for the love of lucha. And at the end of the day, that's why we do it, man. You know, we love this shit, we love this sport, everything that comes with it, all the people we get to meet and hang out with. So. Um, yeah, we've, we've, I've forgotten a lot more stuff that we've done than I can remember, but all I know is we've, we've had a great time and we've been very blessed and, you know, we keep chugging along with, you know, Taco Fest this weekend in Kansas and then Expolution in Philly. And, uh, if we make it to Monday, June 13th, then, uh, we'll, we'll plan something else for the future. <laughs> Well, Ruben, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for sharing, uh, you know, these news, these stories with us. Uh, again, we owe so much to you and Kevin. We owe so much to Mass Republic, uh, to Lucha Central. So we, we literally would not exist without you two. Uh, so it's very fitting that, uh, you were here to celebrate our 100th episode. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for all your support. And, you know, I'll be seeing you guys at live events, uh, pretty soon. So. Thank you again for, for everything. It really means a lot to us, and we're, we're very grateful for all your help. Thank you so much. All right, listeners, don't forget to check out expolucha.com. Tickets are going fast for Expo Lucha in Philly just next week. Lots of different pricing and packages for you. And again, you are, this is the world's largest Lucha Libre convention. Uh, you know, you're going to have matches, events, things that you're not going to find anywhere else for such an amazing deal. So go to expolucha.com for your tickets now. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our 100th episode. We hope you enjoyed our interview with Ruben Zamora, us talking a little bit about the past 100 episodes and what we hope to come in the future. Of course, news of the week and uh, the needs to know. We'll be back to our regular format uh, in the future. But again, we wanted to do something special for 100 episodes. Don't forget to check out LuchaCentral.com, your centralized place for all things Lucha Libre. And follow Lucha Central on social media, at Lucha Central on Facebook and Instagram, and at LuchaCentral.com on Twitter. We already talked about it. The YouTube page has all of our previous episodes, as well as the Lucha Central podcast in Espanol. You can literally find all of our episodes uh, on the YouTube page, as well as interviews and content matches, things that you cannot find anywhere else. While you're at it, go ahead and follow us on social media. Dusty, where can our listeners find you? I am on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dusty Murphy, and I am on Instagram at Dusty Murphy.
And Brendan, where can our listeners find you? I am 321 T-Shirt Guy. That's the numbers. 321 T-Shirt Guy is all spelled out. I am on Instagram. I'm getting better about actually being on Instagram, I promise. I am on Facebook, and I'm all over the Twitters. And me, Miranda Morales, you can find me at the hashtag Miranda, hashtag spelled out on Instagram and Facebook. As we mentioned, feel free to reach out to us. Let us know your thoughts on the show. If you are an independent wrestler, promoter, fan, we'd love to highlight you in the Indie Roundup or possibly interview you. So please let us know uh, through any of those forms of social media. We'd love to connect with you. If you are listening to the podcast on your favorite podcast streaming platform like Spotify, iTunes, Google Play Speaker, and more, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Subscribe, and that way you get a notification each and every time a new episode of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast drops. You can leave a five-star rating and a review. You can let us know your thoughts on the show. I also just real quick have to do a, another special shout-out to thechairshot.com. We are also streamed through there. And if you do visit thechairshot.com, they have a huge variety of other podcasts, wrestling and non-wrestling related. Uh, we ourselves have hopped on board to do some podcasts uh, on their Chair Shot Radio Network for um, the, the daily Chair Shot um, episodes that happened before. Uh, those are also available on the Chairshot.com. We did some really interesting episodes. Uh, one in particular that comes to mind was the influence of Lucha Underground. We also did another uh, episode about kind of the influence of Lucha Libre in pop culture. And we just have a lot of those cool little tidbit mini episodes on uh, thechairshot.com. So make sure that you check those out. And we're going to wrap it up. That does it for 100 episodes of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. Gentlemen, any final words? I know I already said that, but (laughs) I, I don't feel right to be the final word on the 100th episode. Uh, no, just, uh, stick with us. This journey's, we've done a hundred. I said, I want to do a hundred more. So let's, let's do it. Let's stick it out together. Right. Yes. Yeah. Like Brendan said, I enjoy doing this. Mm-hmm. I want to keep doing this, but I also really appreciate everybody that listens and want to thank everybody involved. Thank you, Miranda. And thank you, Brendan and, and Greg and Ruben and Kevin and everybody else that's involved. I just, I I have a lot of gratitude for everybody for this. And I just want to let everybody know that I appreciate this. And, and I, I look forward to doing it as much every week as you guys do to hearing it every week. And yeah, it's a lot of fun. We just appreciate you being along for the ride with us. Absolutely. Well, for Brendan Barr and Dusty Murphy, I'm Miranda Morales. Thank you all so much. So, so much. And joining us on our 100th episode of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. You know it. We will be back next week. So stay tuned and we'll be with you next time. <laughs>